8. The R. During a considerable portion of the time that these articles were being prepared, several men sat in the yard and played on the tonga tong. But when the mediums finally gave the signal that everything was in readiness, they moved their instrument up on the porch of the dwelling, where they continued playing softly. One of the mediums took her place in the mat in the middle of the room, and raising a Chinese plate above her head, began to strike against it with her shells, in order to notify the spirits that the ceremony was about to begin. Next she placed two dishes on the mat in front of her, and as she sang a monotonous chant, she touched each one with a small stick. The host was then ordered to shuffle his feet between the lines of dishes and to step over each one. As soon as he did so, the medium pulled the mat from beneath them, rolled it up, and used it as a whip with which she struck the head of each member of the family. The spirit who had caused the woman's illness was supposed to be nearby, and after he witnessed this whipping, he would be afraid to remain longer, as a promise of future reward to the well-disposed immortals. A bound pig was then placed beside the door of the dwelling, going to the hearth. The medium withdrew burning sticks, and placed them in a jar, and held this over the head of the sick woman, for a spirit has made her sick, but the fire will frighten him away, and she will get well. After she had made the circuit of the family, she held a bundle of rice above the flames, and with it again went to each person in the room, then she did the same thing with broken rice and with the atilwag vine. Two mediums then seated themselves on the mat, and covering their faces with their hands, began to chant and wail, beseeching the spirits to enter their bodies. One after another the spirits came and posses the mediums, so that they were no longer regarded as human beings, but as the spirits themselves. First came Kakalanan, also known as Boboiman, a friendly being whose chief duty it is to find the cause of troubles. Addressing the sick woman, he said, Now you make this ceremony, and I come to make friends and to tell you the cause of your trouble. I do not think it was necessary for you to hold this ceremony now, for you built your Balawa only two years ago, yet it is best that you do so, for you can do nothing else. You are not like the spirits, if we die. We come to life again, if you die, you do not. At this point an old man interrupted, and offered him a drink of basi. At first Kakalanan refused, saying he did not want to accept any payment, but finally he yielded and drained the coconut shell of liquor. After assuring the family that all would be well with them when the ceremony was complete, he took his departure. The next spirit to come was Sagangan of Anayan. He appeared to be in a rage because the proper present had not been prepared for his coming, and was expressing himself vigorously when a passing woman happened to touch him, and he at once departed. The medium chanted for a long time, urging him to return, and finally he did so. At once he demanded that two bundles of rice have wax heads molded on them, and that black beads be inserted for eyes. These, he assured them, would serve him as well as the woman's life, so he would make the exchange and she would get well. When the dolls were prepared, he addressed the husband, My other name is Angelit, and I live in the sky. What is the matter with the woman? I do not know, replied the man. We ask you, you ask me, what is the matter with this woman? And I will tell you, how does it happen that Americans are attending the ceremony? The husband replied that the Americans wished to learn the Tengian customs, and this finally seemed to satisfy the superior being. Turning toward the door where the men were still softly playing on the tonga tong, he called out peevishly, Tell the people not to play on the tonga tong, for the spirits who wish to hear it are not present. 
and we are ashamed to have the Americans hear it. You make this ceremony now because you are sick and do not wish to die. But you could have waited two years, while this spirit was talking. Another, who said he lived in Langboson, and had been sent by Gillen, came to the body of the second medium, paying no attention to the other spirit. He began to give instructions for the conduct of the ceremony. The tank that was to be built the next morning, also to Bellings P.308, and for them they were to prepare one pig. Do not fail to prepare this pig, but you may use it for both tank pap and pellet. You will also make a tall bon P.311. For this you must prepare a different pig, for this is for the sons and servants of Kondoklan. After the departure of these beings, ten other spirits came in quick succession. Two of the latter claimed to be Igoro spirits, and both talked with the peculiar staccato accent of the people who live along the Kalinga Igoro border. After the departure of the Igoro spirits, both mediums were possessed, one by Sanadon, a male spirit, and the other by the female spirit of Pang Pang Dan. At their request the men began again to play on the Tonga Tong, and the spirits danced. Soon Sanadon began to fondle the woman, to rub her face with his, to feel of her body and at last of her privates. Other spirits, who stayed only long enough to drink, followed them, and then Gonae appeared. The spectators had been openly bored by the last few visitors. But the name of Gonae quickly revived their interest. She began to sing a wailing song in which she told of her sad plight. Time after time she repeated the sentence. Gonae has no husband, for her mother put a stone in her vagina. Yet she loves all young men. From time to time she would pause, and make ludicrous attempts to fondle the young boys. And then when they resisted her, she again took up her plaint. At last she succeeded in getting one young fellow to exchange cigars and headbands with her, and began to rub her hands on his body, urging him not to leave her. Just when she seemed on the verge of success in winning him, another spirit Pellywoga came to the medium, and the fun maker had to depart. The newcomer placed an agate in a dish, and held it high above his head while he danced. Finally he called out that the beat had vanished, but when he lowered the plate, it was still there and he left in chagrin. He was succeeded by a dumb female spirit named Don Olin, who undertook to do the trick in which her predecessor had failed, holding the plate high above her head. She danced furiously, and from time to time struck against the side of the dish with the medium's shells. Twice when she lowered the dish, the bead was there, but on the third attempt it had vanished. The trick was so cleverly done that, although we were beside her and watching closely, we did not detect the final movement. With much satisfaction, the medium assured us that the bead would be found in the hair of the man who broke the first ground for the tank tap. A boast which was made good the following morning, Adidog came next, and not finding the chicken which should have been placed on the mat for him, he broke out in a great fury and tried to seize a man in its place. He was restrained from doing injury to his victim, and soon left, still highly indignant. Seven other spirits stopped only for a drink, and then Dollyway appeared. Upon her arrival, one of the headmen gravely informed her that the people wished to adopt for Americans, but that only one was then present. The spirit bade the writer to arise from the mat, where he was lying, and after stroking his head for a time, said, You wish to make this American an enigma, but before you can do anything, the spirits must approve and give him a name. I will give him a name now. And then tomorrow all the people must say if they wish to give him another name and make him Ipogao. His name shall be Agonon, for that is the name of the spirit who knows many languages. 
Again she stroked the writer's head, and then taking a large porcelain platter, she filled it with basi, and together we drank the liquor, alternately, a swallow at a time. After her departure, an Alzado came and danced with Heine action, meantime saying, she was there to make someone ill, and that she would do so unless the American gave her a cloth for her clout when she returned the following day. The next visitor was Sanadon, the spirit who owns and guards the deer and wild pig. Up to this time the people had been mildly interested in the arrivals, but when this important being appeared, the men at once became alert, they told him of their troubles in the hunts, of the scarcity of deer, and urged him to send more of them to Mount Pozoi, where they were accustomed to hunt. He offered much good advice concerning the methods of hunting, but refused to take any action regarding the game on the nearby mountain. For, he said, the spirit Datwanai who owns Bozoi was watching the game there. Just before he departed, he called to the headman, I am very rich and very bold. I am not afraid to go anywhere. I can become the sunset sky. I am going to ask Vinon in Kaliskagan to have him make me a shoe of gold. Tomorrow you must not use any of the things you have had out of doors, but you may make use of them when you build the tallway bomb. The last spirit to come that night was a Blaylansod who keeps guard over the sons of Kondoklan. He paused only for a drink and to tell the people that America was very near to the place, where the big birds live who eat people. It was midnight when the medium informed us that no more spirits would come that evening, and we went to rest. About six o'clock the next morning, the women began the ceremonial pounding of the rice known as Ketongsiaf. Page 329 in the yard while one of the mediums went to the bound pig lying in the dwelling and recited a diam as she stroked its side, she also poured a little basi through the slits in the floor for the use of any visiting spirits. While the women were thus engaged, the men were busy constructing spirit houses in the yard. Of greatest importance was the Tangpat Play XXVII, a small bamboo structure with a slanting roof, resting on four poles, and an interwoven bamboo floor fastened about three feet above the ground. Near one of the house poles a funnel-shaped basket was tied, and in it was set a forked stick, within the crotch of which was a little floor and roof, the whole forming a resting place for the Igro spirits of Talagtik. The Polyon needed a few repairs, and two of the old men looked after these, while others made two long-covered bamboo benches which might be used either by visiting men or spirits, for long bamboo poles were set in the ground, and a roof placed over them to form the bang bangzil. A shelter all was provided for the spirits of Soya. By ten o'clock all was in readiness, and the people then gathered in the dwelling, where the mediums began summoning the spirits. The first to arrive was Ongbawan, a female spirit whose conversation ran as follows, I come now because you people ought to make this ceremony. I did not come last night, for there were many spirits here, and I was busy. You people who build Tangpat must provide all the necessary things, even though they are costly. It is good that the Americans are here. I never talked with one before. Manaldick was the next arrival, and as he was one of the spirits who was supposed to have caused the patient's illness, his visit was of considerable importance. He was presented with a spear and prepared beetle nut. The latter was attached to the point of the weapon, and this was pressed against the body of the pig. Then the spirit touched each member of the family in order to drive the sickness from them. Mamangla ordered the family under a white blanket and then touched the head of each person with a lead sinker, while his companion spirit waved a bundle of rice and a firebrand over them, to take away the sickness which they had sent. Six other spirits came long enough to drink, 
Then by Sangholan occupied the attention of all for a time. He is an old man, a giant who lives near the river, and with his head axe keeps the trees and driftwood from jamming, and thus prevents floods. For quite a time he chatted about himself, then finally blew smoke over the people, at the same time assuring them that the sickness would now vanish like the smoke. Just before departing he informed the family that a spirit named Imalbi had caused the trouble in the patient's eyes, and that on the next morning they must build a little house, called Tong, among the banana trees, and place in it a live chicken, Gayong Gayong, a female spirit from Gayong, followed, rubbed the head of each person, blew smoke over them, and then announced thus, the people of Layagan must not close their doors when it rains, or it will stop. The attitude of the people toward the weaker and less important spirits was well shown when Ambayao, a wild female spirit, arrived. She demanded to know where she could secure heads, and immediately the people began to tell her all sorts of impossible places, and made jests about her and her family. Finally they told her to take the head of a certain Christianized native, but she refused, since she had short hair, and it would be hard for her to carry the skull, while she was still talking. The men started to carry the pig from the room, but she detained them, to explain that the people cut the meat into two large pieces, for, we spirits eat only so much, indicating a pinch. The spirit soya came for a drink, and then all the people went out to the tank tap, where the pig was killed, singed, and cut up. A small pig was laid beside the polygon, and for a time was guarded by the son of the sick woman, who for this event had placed the notched chicken feathers in his hair and had put on bracelets of boar's tusks. As soon as she had finished at the tank tap, the medium came to the polygon, and having recited the proper diam over the pig lying there, ordered it killed in the manner already described for this structure cf. Page 329. Both animals were then cooked, and soon all the guests were eating, drinking and jesting. Late in the afternoon, the spirit mat was spread in the yard near to the tank tap, and the mediums began summoning the spirits. The first to come was Mamabayan, an Igro spirit for whom the people showed the utmost contempt. They guide him, threw dirty water on his body, and in other ways insulted him, until in his fury he tried to climb the house posts to punish a group of girls, the worst offenders. But men and women rushed up with sticks and clubs, and drove him back. After a time he calmed down, and going to a bound pig, he addressed it as a pretty lady, and tried to caress it. While this clown spirit was amusing the crowd, a second medium brought out ten coconut shells, one of which was filled with blood and rice. These she placed on a winnower, which in turn was set on a rice mortar. Soon the spirit Elongboson entered her body, and commanded the son of the patient to take some of the blood and rice from the one dish, place it in all the others, and then put it back again. For when the spirits make a man sick, they take part of his life, and when they make him well, they put it back, so the boy takes a part of the blood and rice away, and gives it to the spirits, then puts it back, the spirit was followed, by Gillen, who bade the lad take hold of one side of the winnower, while he held the other, raising it in the air, they danced halfway round the mortar, then retraced their steps, this is because the spirits only partially took the life away, now they put it back, as they finished dancing, Gillen struck his spear against the boy's head axe and departed, the medium, now with her own personality, leaned a shield against the rice mortar, and in the land thus formed she hung a small bundle of rice and a burning cord, while over the hole she spread a fish net. Scarcely had she completed this task, 
when she was possessed by the spirit of Kaibayan. This being walked round and round the net, seeking for an opening, but without success. Later the medium explained, the rice and fire represent the woman's life, which the spirit wishes to take, but she cannot, since she is unable to pass through the fish net. The next visitor was Yan the Yog, who began to boast of his power to make persons ill. Suddenly the medium fell to the ground in convulsions, and then stretched out in a dead faint. The writer examined her closely, but could not detect her breathing. After a moment, the second medium seized a rooster and waved it over the prostrate form, while an old man gave a sharp stroke on a gun close to her head. The medium awoke from her faint and thus, the death was frightened away. Mamonglo, who had been present during the morning, returned for a moment to again rub the family and guests with his lead sinker. While he was thus engaged, the second medium was possessed by Baniyat, a female who made a bit of fun by trying to steal the beads of the young girls, so the men would love her. Several times she tried to scale the house ladder, but was always repulsed, and each failure was greeted with jeers and ridicule. Gomogopos, who causes stomach troubles, came, and after dancing before the rice mortar, demanded that a small pig be laid before the tank pap. Scarcely had the animal been deposited, when the spirit seized a head axe and cut it into at one blow. Then he dipped the weapon in its blood and applied it to the stomach of each member of the family. The pig is his pay, and now he takes away his kind of sickness. The second medium secured a live rooster, and using its wings as a brush, she took up the blood and the two halves of the pig, and put them in the tank pap. The rooster is the spirit's brush. And when the dirt in front of the tank pap is cleaned up, then the people will be clean and well inside their bodies. At the command of the medium, the husband of the patient went to the opposite side of the tank pap, then she threw a bundle of rice over the structure to him. He caught it, and immediately threw it back. This was repeated six times, but on the seventh the bundle lighted on the roof, where it was allowed to remain. The spirit threw away the lives of the people, but the man returned them. The bundle is now on the tank pap, so now the people's lives will remain safe. An unnamed spirit was next to appear, and at his command the forepart of the pig was stood upright in the winnower, and a stick was placed in each nostril. These were seized by the spirit, who pumped them up and down, then withdrew them, and stroked each member of the family, while he chanted, I did this to your lives, so now I must do it to you. Saking, a lame spirit, called for one of the pig's legs and with it rub the limbs of each member of the family, so that they will not become ill in their legs. One of the mediums now became possessed by Mangamayan, who carried a feather which he used as a fighting knife. The onlookers seized similar weapons and defended themselves, or drove the spirit away by threatening him with a small dog. A fire had been built near the tank pap, and from time to time the spirit would rush up to this, thrust his feather into the flames, and then put it into his mouth. Later it was explained, he is an evil spirit who tries to kill people. The feather is his bolo. He is like a blacksmith. And when his knife gets dull, he puts it in the fire, then puts it in his mouth to wet it, so as to make it ring. Three spirits now appeared in quick succession, and discussed with the old men the advisability of adopting the Americans as Ipogao. Finally the leader Elaib Dongan called them to the map before him and told them their names, and also recited a list of their relations. Then, Filling a coconut shell with Daisy, he drank half and presented the shell to each candidate, who had to drain it to the last drop. A circle was formed, 
and for the balance of the afternoon the new members of the tribe had to dance to deck with their relations, just before dusk, the Igro spirit Daliwea, who had been present the night before, appeared and demanded that the American give her a cloth for her cloud, when she received this, she sang and then instructed the men how to dance in Igro fashion, when finally they were doing her bidding, she danced beside them with outstretched arms in the manner of the Igro women, later, when the medium was again herself, we questioned her concerning her knowledge of this dance, but she professed absolute ignorance, that evening the people danced to Dick, for a short time, near to the polygon, then a fire was built beside the tank tap, and by its light the visitors danced D.A.N. until far into the night C.F. Page. 440. Early the next morning, the men went to some banana trees near to a rice granary, and there constructed a little spirit house, which resembled the polygon except that it was only about four feet high. This was called Blitong, and was made in fulfillment of the orders given by the spirit in Albi on the previous evening. When it was finished, the medium placed a dish of broken rice on it, and then tied a rooster with a belt close enough, so that the fowl could eat of the rice. Returning to the dwelling, she took down a small shield which was attached to the wall, placed new leaves and a dish of oil on it. Then as she stirred the oil, she sang the talital play XXXII. The significance of this song, which consists only of mentioning the names of prominent men of various villages, seems to be lost. The kelling, or spirit box, was then redecorated. Food was dropped through the slits in the floor for visiting spirits. And finally the medium held the shield over the heads of the family, beat upon it with a head axe, while in a loud voice she asked the spirits that, since the family was now celebrating Tangpap, they would please make them well again. The shield was fastened to the wall. New offerings of Basi were placed in the kelling, and after it had been swung over the head of the patient, it was again fastened above the house being near to the roof. For the next hour the mediums summoned spirits to them. The first five had little of interest to offer, except that each demanded that his liquor be served to him on a head axe. When the spirit of Angbao arrived, he spent the time boasting of his head-hunting exploits, he told of how he had gone to one village, and had killed all the people, except one pregnant woman, and of the dance which followed. Finally he claimed the credit of having killed a man who had recently died in Minabo, and assured the people that his friends were then dancing about the head. The spirit Bambanyalan, who followed, disclaimed any part in the killing just mentioned, but verified the statement of his predecessor. Tomatgig came, and after filling his mouth with rice, blew it out over the people in the same way that the sickness was to be spit out. Meanwhile Bibikayan, armed with a wooden spoon, tried to dig up the floor and the people on it, for that is the way she digs up sickness. Awan, a spirit of the water, came to inform the people that the spirit of a man recently drowned was just passing the house. Everything else was abandoned for a few moments, while Basie was poured out of the window, so that the dead might receive drink. Two female spirits, Dolly Mahirwan and Gilawan, came at the same time and danced together, while they informed the people of their beauty and their expertness in dancing. Suddenly they stopped, and said that Andaya, the mother of Lakangan, was nearby, then they instructed the host that he should wrap a gourd in a cloth and tell Andaya that it was her son's head, and that he had been killed, because he had stolen Carabao. Scarcely had the two visitors departed, when the mother appeared, and being informed of her son's death, she began to wail, he is lost. No one works the fields, where we planted calabasa. Lakangan is lost. He who has been killed, 
Why did you go to steal Carabao? We have put Lakangan in a hammock, we take him to Tomatdung. The base he put out for Lakangan is good. He is lost whom they went to kill. Lakangan is lost. We take him to Tomatdung. The song was interrupted by a head-hunting spirit, who demanded the heads of two visiting girls from Paddock. But she finally went away satisfied with a piece of cloth which they gave her. Blood and oil were sprinkled liberally over the ground and the gathering broken up for the morning. All the forenoon, a small group of men and women, had been constructing a small covered bamboo raft, and had placed in it a sack of rice, which had been contributed by all the people. By four o'clock a large number of people had gathered in the yard near the house, and soon the spirit mats were spread on an old bedstead, and the mediums started again to summon the superior beings. The first two to appear were Esteban from Cagayan and Maria from Spain. They wore gay handkerchiefs about their shoulders, and when they danced, gave an imitation of the Spanish dances now seen among the Christianized natives of the coast. It was quite evident that these foreign spirits were not popular with the people and they were distinctly relieved when Manalka replaced them. This spirit has the reputation of being a thief, and the guests had great sport preventing him from stealing the gifts intended for other spirits. In the midst of this revelry, the other medium was suddenly possessed by Kondokla and the Supreme Being. The laughter and jesting ceased, and breathlessly the people listened, while the most powerful being said, I am Kondokla, here in this town where I talk, you must do the things you ought to do. I hear what you say you desire, and I see what you are able to do. Something ill will befall you unless you quickly celebrate Sago BCF. Page 324. When there are no strangers or Christians in your town, where is the base which should have been in the place where I first came? Without awaiting an answer he vanished, and his wife Ageman took his place and repeated his remarks with little variation. Sopo, a gambler, next appeared and tossed handfuls of coins into a blanket. He stated that if heads came up, the people won and would have good health, but if they lost, their lives were his. As soon as he threw, the people rushed up, and if they saw any tails they were quickly turned, and the spirit was informed that he had lost. Kemet, lightning, came and demanded a drink, which was given, as he is usually considered as a dog. The writer inquired why he had appeared as a man but was rewarded only by a shrug of the shoulders and the word Kadawyan, custom. Another spirit, Andals, quickly replaced lightning, and with Sopo danced on the spirit raft, while the old men put dishes of water and coins inside, and fastened a small live chicken to the roof. The people then tried to induce the spirits to leave, but they refused. Suddenly they were flung aside, and two strong men seized the raft and started to run with it. Immediately the two spirits gave chase and fought viciously all who tried to get in their way. But when, finally, their opponents were joined by an old woman carrying a bundle of burning rice straw and an old man beating a drum, they gave up the chase and vanished. The party proceeded on to the Abra River, where they waded out into deep water and set the raft afloat play XXBI. That evening the guests danced D.A.N., and the ceremony was over. Throughout the three days, the mediums had been constantly drinking of Basi, and while under the strain of the ceremony, they had not appeared intoxicated, but at its conclusion both were hopelessly drunk. The payment for the service was one half of the largest pig, and threshed rice, and about two pesos in money, which was given in exchange for the beads which different spirits had demanded. Kalangan, in Minabu and the villages of that vicinity a period of about seven years elapses between the building of Tangpat and the celebration of Kalangan. 
but in most of the valley towns the latter ceremony follows Palaon after two or three years. The ceremony is so similar to the Tangpap just described that only the barest outline will be given here. The chief difference in the two is the type of structure built for the spirits. Kalamban has four supporting timbers to which the flooring is lashed, and from which king posts go to ridge poles. A bamboo frame rests on this end. In turn, supports an overhanging grass roof plate XXII. The procedure is as follows, late in the afternoon, all the necessary articles are brought to the house. Then the mediums dance for a time to the music of the tonga tong. Basi is served to the guests, and for an hour or more the spirits are summoned. Next morning the kalangam is built, and two pigs are sacrificed beside it. Their blood mixed with oil is offered to the spirits, and many acts, such as distributing the rice into ten dishes and then replacing it in the original container, the churning of sticks in the nose of a slaughtered animal and the like, are performed. Spirits are summoned in the afternoon and in the evening the A.N. is danced. On the third day new offerings are placed on the spirit shield and hanger. Offerings are made at the new structure. Numerous spirits appear, talk to and amuse the people, and finally the A.N. is danced until late evening. Following the ceremony, all members of the family are barred from work for about one month. They may not eat the meat of the wild carabao, wild hog, beef, eels, nor may they use peppers in their food. Wildfowl are barred for a period of one year. Kalangan is much more widespread than either Tangpap or the Siang ceremony, and this spirit structure is often found in villages, where the other great ceremonies are lacking. Siang, the greatest of all the ceremonies is the Siang, the ability to celebrate which proclaims the family as one of wealth and importance. In most cases the right is hereditary, but, as already indicated, a person may gain the privilege by giving, in order, and through a term of years, all the minor ceremonies, in such circumstances Siang follows Kalangan after a lapse of from four to eight years, otherwise the ceremony will be held about once in seven years, or when the spirit structure known as Dalawa is in need of repairs, originally this appears to have been a 17-day ceremony, as it still is in Minabo, Padok, Laganilang, and neighboring villages, but in San Juan, Lagayan, Danglas, and some other settlements it now lasts only five or seven days. However, even in those towns where it occupies full time, the first twelve days are preliminary in nature. On the first day, the mediums go to the family dwelling and take great pains to see that all forbidden articles are removed, for wild ginger, peppers, shrimps, carabao flesh, and wild pork are tabooed, both during the ceremony and for the month following. The next duty is to construct a woven bamboo frame known as Talapitap on which, 